Welcome to episode one of As You Were Saying. On this week's show, we're going to talk about some unusual flavors of ice cream, Christmas lists, and a little bit too much about fingerless gloves, which, as it so happens, are terrifying. Well, hello, Aaron. Hello, Gordon. What are you drinking today? I'm actually drinking a nice glass of cold brew and a mason jar. Oh, that's uh, that's very that's very cool of you. It is. It's a cold, cloudy day, actually. I don't know if cloudy days and cold brews go together, but I'm having them. Well, I mean, there's clever alliteration involved, and so there I don't is. see why not. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking hot coffee. Mm. Is it we, a, a cold, cloudy day over there? It is a cold, cloudy day. Um, and we have not turned our heat on yet. And we, we are somewhere in North America. North, I should say, we are somewhere in northern United States. Northern North America. Right. But not Canada. No. Because, well, I mean, that's not part of the United States. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm impressed that you haven't used your heat yet. I am too. It is, it is very cold in our place. And every day I think to myself, maybe today is the day we should turn the heat on. And then... And, <laughs> today and then, could be the day. <laughs> the wife and I have a, have a conference about it and discuss the pros and cons and <laughs> decide that we can go just a little bit longer without turning it on and save a little bit more money. And so I'm, I'm sitting here in a, uh, in a robe wearing wool socks. Uh, I don't have, I, I typically wear a uh, beanie or what I call a toboggan, though I am told that a toboggan is actually a sled. I, for whatever reason, grew up calling it a toboggan, um, but I, I had to take the toboggan off to put my headphones on to record. So, right. You could put it back on over your headphones, but it'd be a little silly. That's actually a really good idea. I should, I should probably do that. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that, actually. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, okay, it doesn't quite, doesn't quite fit. <laughs> I, ha- <laughs> I have actually done that before at work. Um, even though I've been mocked and laughed at, I did it anyway because it was nice on my head. Yeah, beanies are nice. I, I enjoy them. Yeah. So, yes, it is a cold, cloudy day, and it is cold in my room, and I am cold. My hands are cold, but the coffee is nice and hot. My phone is nice and hot, too, so I find that because of how cold it is, um, I'm, I'm developing unusual habits. I, I start, I, I'll pick up my phone and think, oh, man, this feels so good because it's so warm, and then I'll start to think, what can I do to make my phone uh, warmer. So I, I'm like, I wonder if I can go download something <laughs> that will, that will, you know, heat up the, you know, the chip or what have you, or, or stress the battery or something and, you know, raise the temperature of my phone and there, thereby raise the temperature of my hands. But yeah. that's funny because typically you don't want your phone getting too warm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, in this case, it's, it's quite nice. Hmm. Do you wear any gloves such as fingerless gloves? I don't. I've thought about that. I don't have any fingerless gloves, but it it does sound nice. Obviously, I can't. I mean, I have to type a lot, so I can't wear fingered gloves because right. then I wouldn't be able to type. I'm not. Yeah, I need. I need to the tactile feel of the keyboard. Uh, fingerless gloves might work, though. I wonder. I put my palms on the desk probably more often than I should, and I wonder. That'd probably be fine. I, I guess. Yeah, I should try that. I should find some fingerless gloves. I have some you could borrow. So you know, whenever oh. you want them. All right. <laughs> I may take you up on that. Whenever I wear fingerless gloves, I kind of imagine myself as a homeless man by a trash can fire. 
Um, do, you, do you? That's just yeah. Me. I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> that's really interesting. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, do you do you have like a full story of your life as this homeless man by the fire? I mean, is your is your is your family with you? Um, do you, is there like a story that brought you to that moment that you're assuming in that case? No. I, how fleshed out is this? I think I'm all alone and I'm just wearing the same exact gloves and it's in the future. And, and now I'm really using the gloves in a, uh, a very practical way and trying to that's, keep warm. That's terrible. I do yeah. not want to borrow <laughs> your gloves anymore. <laughs> I will not sad. take you up on, <laughs> I will not take you up on that offer. Um, well, I guess let's, let's uh, move on to some explore the burrows here. Yes. I, uh, yeah, so we had a question this week. Uh, well, I, I guess it was sort of part of a question, part comment from listener Katie, uh, who who noted about episode zero that uh, Gordon, me, I, I guess I, I didn't say much about myself last week and seemed to go out of my way to remain anonymous. Uh, she writes, Gordon, are you in witness protection? You seem to go out of your way to remain anonymous. Why? Um, I'm not entirely sure how to answer this. I'm not in witness protection. Though, if I were in witness protection, I would probably say the same thing. So, I'll let the listener read between the lines there. Mm. Uh, otherwise, um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron, uh, what, is there anything you want to know about me? Do you have any questions? Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can flush something out here. Um, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for this, so I didn't think of any questions to ask you about you. Um, how about this? What is a favorite hobby of yours? A favorite hobby? Well, a favorite hobby. Well, one of my favorite hobbies is uh, sort of cultivating and maintaining an air of mystery about myself mm. for the sake of. Um, promoting intrigue in others about me. I like that. I think that's kind of fun. Well, that even answers Katie's question a little bit, I think. Oh, I suppose it does. I hadn't, I hadn't noticed the relationship there. When you're talking about being in witness protection and what you would or would not say if you were in witness protection, it made me think of if you were uh, stuck in an insane asylum and you had to prove that you weren't crazy, that no matter how much you tried to argue that you're not crazy, it only tends to convince people you're crazy. You are just on a streak of <laughs> invoking terrifying <laughs> images in my head. I, at first, I'm thinking about, you know, being by a fire, trying to keep warm because I'm homeless. And for whatever reason, I lo no longer have a family and I'm all alone. And now I'm thinking about being in an insane asylum, trying to convince people that I'm not crazy. But the more I do it, the more they think I'm crazy. You know, you know, I think uh, this, this Christmas season has just put me in a special mood. <laughs> All of those. So it's the cold brew. It, You're drinking cold um, brew on a cold, cloudy day. Too much alliteration. I think that would explain it. Okay, so uh, what about, did you get any poke the lamb bears? I, I got someone who asked me, who listened to the podcast and asked me in person um, some things that, to talk about some things I'm good at. Oh, okay. So a couple of things I'm, I'm pretty good at and I've gotten a lot of practice in is washing dishes and picking up dog poop. I'm, I'm really good at both of those. And uh, it's, it's very popular with the ladies, might I add. So 
Yeah, young single guys, if you want to um, impress the ladies, I suggest you get some time in doing both of those activities. Sound advice. Nice. Um, now, would you say that you've always been good at these things, or I mean, did it take some time to really get the hang of it? Oh, it's it's a learned skill for sure. Well, very good. Well, listeners, you know, if you have questions about uh, Gordon or Aaron. You can use the hashtags uh, explore the burrows or poke the lamb bear. And uh, you can also email us, so on and so forth. Um, we have some follow up from last episode. That's uh, right. We were confused about the Simpsons character who said, I bent my Wookiee. That character is obviously Ralph Wiggins. Yeah. Actually, the original quote was, It tastes like burning. And then I said, It's the same character who says, I bent my Wookiee. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and it, what's funny is that um, I, I found a YouTube clip of best quotes of Ralph Wiggum. And when he says it tastes like burning, he's eating uh, purple berries and they ask him what it tastes like. And, <laughs> and what's funny is I thought of that quote because you asked me, I forget the exact question, but my answer was, you asked me about a flavor and my answer was purple. And so then that quote came to mind. So it's funny that my mind made that connection. That is funny. That, yeah, The Simpsons has has a, a pretty amazing influence on pop culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's interesting. So this, I guess Ralph Wiggins, I guess there's a, there, there's it's, a whole internet Wiggum. meme. Oh, Wiggum? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, Wiggum. Wait, what is it again? It's Ralph Wiggum. Wiggum. W I G G U M. Got it. Okay. And his his dad is Officer Wiggum. Right. I did know that. I think I had their last name wrong though. Okay. Thought it was Wiggins, but Wiggum. Um, I guess this quote of his, "Me fail English, that's impossible." <laughs> yes. Is so. I had never heard this quote before. I had always heard that it tastes like burning. That's what always comes to mind to me. But I guess this this "me fail English" quote is there, there's like a meme about if that's if that's your go to quote for The Simpsons then you're a failure. Uh, so so if, you, if that's your quote, you don't know Simpsons well enough? Is that the idea? Something like that. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I never even heard it before. I mean, I don't know what that says about me and my, my Simpsons knowledge. Um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, other follow-up we have. Um, okay, so we have The Way to Neverland. Yeah, you um, were having trouble remembering The Way to Neverland, so I looked that one up. And so it's, so Neverland is near the stars of the Milky Way and it is reached always at the time of sunrise. Um, so what is it? The second start to the right and straight on till morning. That's right. That's what Very Peter good. Pan says in the Walt Disney movie. Well, if we let anybody astray on our previous show, we are very, very sorry. Uh, but hopefully this uh, will get you where you need to be if that place is Neverland. Yeah, hopefully they weren't trying to find Neverland and instead in, in ended up in some kind of hellish nighttime uh scape i don't know <laughs> always land <laughs> always land uh, where you're always an adult and things are terrible they they find themselves in a unusual dark place they see a fire ahead of them look down and notice they're wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> <laughs> and they're in an insane asylum oh boy um all right so then rumor has it you found someone that has eaten squid or, or has has eaten ice cream flavored squid boiled in its own ink. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually right? not sure about the whole 
boiled in his own ink thing if that's something that I just remembered incorrectly or if that's real, but it is called squid ink ice cream. And yes, a a coworker of mine has eaten it uh, a few months ago during his trip to Japan. And he describes it as being salty, but bland, but not bad. (laughs) Salty, but bland, but not bad. I'm, I, I'm having trouble imagining what that would taste like in ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds more like pork to me, but I'm, I'm trying to the insert. Pork, yeah, I guess pork's, it's not too bland though. Well, I'm thinking of bad pork. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, bad pork that's salty, salty and bland, but then has the texture of ice cream. Yeah. That he, sounds disgusting. He said that there was also Viper ice cream that was pretty popular, but he couldn't find any. And, uh, and then you found a site that has a bunch of different uh, novelty ice cream flavors from Japan, didn't you? I did. So we have uh, chicken wing, which I think I can imagine what that tastes like. At least if, yeah. if, by, if by chicken wing, they mean like buffalo sauce. I'm, I'm familiar with buffalo sauce. Uh, if... So I think I can imagine that. If I'm it's imagining just, just biting into a frozen chicken. <laughs> do you, it's something you do often. Oh, all the time. While you're practicing washing dishes, picking up dog poop, you also <laughs> occasionally slip on your fingerless gloves and bite into a frozen chicken. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it over the fire, the trash can fire, but it's just not doing the job. And so I'm just having to eat a frozen chicken. And you're just so hungry <laughs> yes. that you can't wait for the chicken to heat up this is really sad this is really depressing i yeah H- okay how about some so more flavors more flavors of ice cream here we go we have shark's fin we have just regular squid i mm-hmm. guess it's not squid in its own ink it's just just squid and then we have garlic which i i could buy that yeah, garlic would be okay yeah garlic's always good we have beer and then snake i guess that's generic snake not not viper <laughs> It could be like the hot dog of snake where they just <laughs> threw all the snakes together. So, so this is interesting. So we have squid, we have snake, and then we have horse meat. <laughs> and I, I wonder, so rather than just being horse flavored, it's horse meat flavored. I, and I, I, I imagine you know this is some sort of subtle distinction here, uh, but. It's yeah. kind of like the difference between. The, an artificial cherry flavor and a, a real cherry flavor. It's like horse meat is the artificial version of real horse. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it doesn't taste like horse. It tastes like horse meat. How does yes. that indicate that it's artificial? Or is that just a convention? I think it's a convention. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So it's sort of like when you order something from a seafood place and rather than getting, you know, crab meat, right? You get right. See, what is it? What do they call it? Like seafood mix of some sort? Yeah. Well, usually it'll it'll be imitation crab, or they'll they'll do something funny with the spelling to let you know it's not actually crab. There's something like a, a seafood mix, though. I thought, and is it was it? just yeah. It's it's like it it sounds like it's gonna be a mixture of a bunch of different seafood items, but then there's really no seafood in it at all. It's just uh, it just tastes like seafood. Well, purportedly tastes like seafood, right? All right, so we have Indian curry, caviar, which mm. caviar, I thought caviar was more about the texture, not the flavor. So that, that one, I'm having trouble with that one as well, what that would taste like. Unless, yeah, I'm not sure. Unless it's just like really cold, slimy stuff. Um, cactus. That sounds I, good. 
I have no idea. What does cactus flavor taste like? What do cactuses taste like or cacti taste like? Well, I've had uh, prickly pear flavored things, and that's more of that's kind of the blossom of a cactus or fruit of a cactus. So oh, I, I see. I don't know if it tastes the same as cactus itself. Um, there is the cactus cooler drink. Have I don't think that? that's what they're talking about. I have okay. had that. It probably has zero cactus in it. So this is this would be a really nice time for them to say cactus blossom, cactus meat, cactus needle, cactus root. Um, these are that that would I think help lead us in the right direction in terms of you know trying to grasp this flavor. Uh, we have sakura slash cherry blossoms. Hmm. Um, I again I'm at a loss of what that would taste like. Uh, miso ramen, lavender. I mean that's right up your alley. I think Ooh, you yeah. even said your. If you could have any flavor of ice cream, it would be purple. Is that what you said last show? I should know I these things. Don't remember. I think it was something else that was purple, but we'll have we to have listen s- to our own show. We have rose, um, sweet potato. That Ooh. I think that could sound. That sounds like it could be good. Yeah, it could be okay. Tomato cherry, not um, wait. Tomato tomato. Ch- no, it's it, just cherry tomato. No, right? no, it's tomato cherry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's a tomato cherry? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, but there's also Wait, carrot orange. The the picture has. Okay, so it's a blend of cherry and tomatoes. Cherries and tomatoes. Are you looking at the same side I am? The side yeah. Hagen does. Okay. There, there's a picture of cherries and a tomato on on the canister. Oh, that's right. I thought those were cherry tomatoes, but I guess those are just cherries, aren't they? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Fun fact: grenadine is made out of pomegranates not cherries uh, that is did you know that i didn't know that yes look I it up it was cherries hmm. something like 12 out of 15 people don't believe me when i tell them that have you asked a lot of people i've asked about 15 and about 12 of them did not believe me okay <laughs> so that's a very specific stat yes it is i keep a i keep a ledger um yeah, they always they always challenge me, and then they always look it up, and and they're wrong, and then they apologize, yeah. and <laughs> I tell them, and I always graciously accept their apology. <laughs> um, so yes, we have tomato cherry and carrot orange wasabi. Um, so I once, um, <laughs> I was at a sushi place, and there's wasabi on the table, and there's a big group of us, and one of the people for whatever reason didn't think i'd ever had sushi before and goes that's not wasabi or no i'm sorry they go oh you should try the green tea ice cream it's really good Uh-oh. I'm like, I'm like come do on you, do you think that i don't know what wasabi is and yeah. do you think that i would think this looks like ice cream anyways it wasn't a very good prank didn't work so they could have gotten this ice cream and it would have worked it would have that's right uh, my um, daughter accidentally, well, she thought it was guacamole and took a big scoop of wasabi and uh, immediately regretted it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, and your daughter is young. Yeah. She's, uh, she was only three, so. Yeah, that's, oh, poor girl. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't have been eating that. Even if it was guacamole, it wasn't hers to eat. So she learned a lesson that day. Man, indeed. This is... A terrifying show we this we should wait to release this until halloween <laughs> we'd be waiting a little while well yeah but it, it might be worth it um okay so i'm gonna just run through some more of these here we've got corn so wait i i have one comment on that one. Oh, does yeah. it 
does it come out the same way it goes in corn can you be is this, never <laughs> is this about picking up poop <laughs> it is. you do know a lot about this i told you uh we have uh natto is that how you pronounce that I don't know. and it's fermented soybeans mm. Mm. it's known for its mushy sticky texture and a pungent smell this ice cream flavor is definitely not for the weak hearted we have hotate which is scallops okay and then this one this one definitely confuses me we have tofu flavored ice cream now uh, tofu is known for its ability to pick up flavors right um from what it's cooked with i mean that's i thought that was the whole point of tofu so otherwise tofu is really bland right why would you want something that's supposed to be a hidden flavor um so apparently this is easily found around kyoto it's tofu ice cream tastes exactly like its counterpart silky and smooth uh but apparently sweeter so i guess it's it tastes like sweet tofu that sounds gross oh um and so finally we have soy sauce and then octopus all right soy sauce i can i can imagine what that would taste like and i do not think i would like it no that that doesn't sound good um all right all right we made it through that well if any if any of you listeners have had any of these ice creams we would love to hear um your about your experience with them uh a lot of these are very hard for me to even begin to understand what they would taste like (laughs) they're they're beyond our mental and um taste capabilities okay you want to talk about christmas lists i want to talk about christmas lists yes let's talk about christmas lists it's a very season appropriate topic um so christmas lists um well so i guess do you have a christmas list aaron i do have a christmas list do you i do um so my family does secret santa the we are all all of the siblings are older now and uh several i'm not trying to think how many years ago maybe seven or eight years ago uh my sister instituted secret santa and it's worked really well and so we making a list is nearly mandatory because you don't know who has you and it's for for it's it's probably it would be difficult to buy things for some members of the family if they didn't have a list available yeah we do we've started doing at least on my wife's side of the family um not secret santa where we'll just pull names out of a hat of who we're getting gifts for as far as it's just for the adults but um same pretty much the same thing unless the person you have um or the person who has you knows you pretty well it's nice to just give a list to someone now how do you feel about lists generally just lists in general or christmas lists lists in general and then we'll talk about christmas lists oh um i like lists a lot i use them pretty regularly are we talking about like at work or, you know, yeah, yeah. shopping work. lists? Mm, yeah. To-do lists, shopping lists, all the above. How about you? Um, yeah, definitely. I use a lot of lists. They're essential. It's just easier to get things done. Um, I'm very easily distracted. And a list anchors me to a task because I'll, I will, <laughs> I mean, it's not unusual for me to just forget what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And if I have a list I can look at, then I, it'll bring me back and then I can continue. Um, you know what? We uh, even have a list about Christmas lists that we're using right now. <laughs> that's true on our, on our topics list here. Yes. Uh, 
So how do you feel about Christmas lists specifically? In some circles, they're somewhat controversial. Yes. I, th- I think it's nice if you can do without them, but I personally would prefer to use Christmas lists. I like it when someone gives me a list, then I know I'm getting them something that they appreciate. Um, and if I have something in mind already, then it's, it's fine. I don't have to follow the list, but at least it helps me out. And then I like to give people my own list of things I'd like so they don't feel like they have to think of something and, and um, are not sure if it's going to be a waste or if it'll be in- enjoyed by me. So, um, yeah, I rely upon them pretty heavily. So that's, you said it would be nice to not have a Christmas list. Why, why is that? Well, it's, it's neat when someone gets you something that's just right or you're able to find it and get something for someone that you know is just right and you feel really excited about giving to them that they didn't prompt you about. Um, there's, uh, there's something novel and special about that, but it's not easy to replicate. Yeah, I agree. Though, I, have to, I can't lie, sometimes when lists, I don't know, lists can sometimes make it feel like it's a business exchange. I mean, you're just, you know, especially when you have like a dollar limit. I mean, I'm not saying that Secret Santa shouldn't have dollar limits or whatever else, but you know, you, you say, okay, we're each going to spend a hundred dollars and here's a list. And, you know, especially if the list, like the items on the list equal a hundred dollars, you're basically just giving them a shopping list. (laughs) Yeah. I've thought about giving people shopping lists before. I haven't, but uh, it's crossed my mind. Like for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Oh, do you mean like you mean like for the for the grocery store? Yeah. Well, like like just giving someone a list of things that I need around the house. Oh, right, right. Um yeah, so yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to me. I mean, you so you you have a uh, $100 cap on your secret Santa and then your list is comprised of items that equal $100. Mm-hmm. I mean, the that expi- is a really I- expensive secret Santa. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Well, we can lower it down maybe, but, um, whatever the case may be, the, the expectation is that you're going to receive all the items on the list. Right. And so you're basically, it doesn't matter who has you. You're basically just saying, um, you know, here's here, here are the things that I want you to buy me. And there, there would be something very more gift-like about that. If it wasn't the case that you were also spending a hundred dollars on somebody else or $50 or 25 or what have you. Um, I mean, obviously the, the dollar amounts are going to differ, you know, for, for office secret Santa and for family secret Santa. Um, but it's, I don't know. There's something not very gifty about it. Yeah. That's part of the, one of the difficulties I have with Christmas is the obligation to give ah yes a a lot of holidays really there's there's a certain obligation to do things on that holiday so like like valentine's day you're supposed to do something nice for your significant other um, probably take them out somewhere um and and those things are good i like them it but it's the the obligation part of it that kind of almost takes away the enjoyment of it there's a pressure to perform in a way and it's the same thing with Christmas. I really like, uh, I really love giving gifts to people. And um, I think that's one of the best parts of Christmas, but it's knowing that you are expected to give something. Um, and that's why I feel like the list is the perfect answer to that. It's, it's like, hey, I do, I do want to give you something. I'm also expected to give you something. 
And so if you could help me out here, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't know. I So I guess I see where you're coming from, but I, I think I'm anti-list. I accept really? them. I, I accept them because it's just more practical in a lot of situations. But if your list, the, the list takes away, like I think like you said earlier, it takes away from the thinking hard about the person and what they might appreciate and you know maybe going shopping several times to try and find you know that gift that's appropriate all all of that is removed by the list because once you have the list you just you know once you have the list then there's the expectation that you're you know you need to get something off the list and um, if you don't then that's you know, sometimes people do that and that is an alternative. You can always go outside the list if you're provided with one, but oh boy, that's risky. Because uh, if you're provided with a list and you go outside of it and you don't do a good job, then there's, I don't know, there's trouble there. That's definitely happened. So I i find the whole gift giving, um, I'm struggling to find the right word, uh, process uh, much more meaningful when there's no list involved. However, yeah. Lists are practical and I accept that. And, you know, it's especially, you know, with large extended families and things of that sort or offices. Um, if, if, if the office has a serious secret Santa, then lists are nearly a necessity. Yeah. One of the problems comes when you have a person you need to get a gift for and you don't know them very well. So it's right. hard to think a lot about them or, or spend time getting something that would be special to them. That makes sense. Yeah. So how do you one feel way, about uh, gift cards? Oh, you know, I have been of two minds about gift cards over uh-huh. my life. Um, I think most of my life I have looked down upon people who give gift cards as gifts. Uh, however, there is a time and a place. Um, there are certain events that I think are very gift card appropriate. The, the, it's a very gift cards are a very easy way to sort of supplement like a congratulations. Um, you know, in some cases it can be hard to know what to get somebody, uh, you know, for certain events that are congratulatory or that deserve yeah. congratulations. Um, and so gift cards can be really nice there. Cause it's sort of like a, you know, an exclamation mark at the end of your congratulations in the form of, uh, of a gift, um, for, for Christmas and the like, uh, I'm less fond of gift cards or at least I have in the past been less fond of gift cards. Um, but I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've found that they can be a lot of fun. And with this, this wave of uh, streaming media, they can actually be pretty awesome. So uh, like an Amazon gift card or actually Amazon gift cards don't work on streaming media. I don't believe. I think it's oh, only really? on physical merchandise. I think that's yeah. right. But certainly like a iTunes gift card, let's say. Yeah. You know, um, being able to just sit down with the wife and pick a movie is wonderful. And, and, and to think, oh, you know, it's, we have x amount in our itunes account because someone gave us a gift card yeah that's that's a wonderful gift because it's not it's not just a license for me to go buy something that i want it's a license to have a nice time watch a watch a fun movie eat eat, maybe eat some cheese we have cheese nights uh and that's great that's that's a wonderful gift so i think gift cards to restaurants are kind of similar in that sense or that's true or to uh or to a coffee shop Yes. You once got me a gift card to a coffee shop. I did. And it was and it, a lovely gift. Yeah, sounds like you enjoyed it. So glad to hear that. Oh, yeah. It was, it's, yeah, it's served me very well. Good. Uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, gift cards, uh, 
again of two minds i sometimes they feel so so i guess they're similar to they a lot of times i see a gift card coming from the same place that um gifts come from when you have a detailed shopping or christmas list or gift list you know it it sort of takes the the thought out of it and that's that's no fun it's the thought that counts it is the thought that counts now how extensive is your list aaron how many items are on it it's it's actually pretty short there's just five items on it oh wow that is short are they expensive may i can i ask are these sorts of questions Um, i can ask yeah i I can tell you the list oh yeah i'd like to hear it if you're curious i am curious Uh, I have, and, and if anyone wants to get me something now, I <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a watch band, since the one I have is getting kind of old, and a, uh, a microphone for, um, for uh, thinking, of, thinking about doing a, um, trying to do YouTube videos, and I'd need a microphone for that other than the one I have. Um, the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Uh, and then two board games. One's called Super Motherload, and another one's called Clank. I have heard of neither of those. Oh man, they both. I haven't played either of them. Super Motherload is kind of like Dig Dug. If you know what that is, I have a vague memory of Dig Dug. It's it's an old n- Nintendo game. It might have right. even been Atari. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, Super Super Motherload is a game where you're digging into the ground and collecting resources and getting special abilities to dig further and better. So, yeah. And then Clank is a game where you're exploring a dungeon and uh, it's a deck building game. So you're adding cards to your deck as you play. And then um, you're trying not to be too loud because there's a dragon that wakes up. And once it wakes up at um, the, the end of the game, or it, it sets in motion the end of the game. So you're trying to prevent that from happening. I see. I mean, the the way you say. I mean, does the game just end or? No, it's it. Uh, you have a certain amount of time to get out of the dungeon before. I see. I see. You get eaten. Yeah. So well, it sounded fun. Yeah, that's a good list. How about you? I are on your list. Now you would you have, have you. Do you I have do have a list. I do have a list. Um, okay. You would have thought that I would have already counted the number of items, but I have not. Though actually, my my uh, list organizer. Uh, actually the top says 12 so it says i have 12 wishes is what it is what it says are are you using some kind of software to make your list i I use elfster okay yes it's a great website elfster.com it'll do automatic secret santa for you so you just put in all the names and it'll choose and notify the people and then they log on and they can see who they have and uh you know allows you to make wish lists and you can put your birthday on there it's it's really cool I usually also have an Amazon wish list. Just whenever I see something that I'd like, I throw it on there and then decide whether I want to let people know about it or not. Nice. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good way to stay organized. So um, you have 12 items for the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, man, this is pretty nerdy list I have here, I guess. Um, yeah, I've mentioned a few of them. I've got, well, so I, I, I have an Apple Watch. And I, I have on here, it's a, um, it's not an Apple watch charger, but it's a stand for an Apple watch charger. And then of course, once the charger's in the stand, you can charge your watch with it, but it, it makes the, the, it basically, 
how to put this the the shape of the the stand is uh, an old school mac uh, uh. and right and it takes the display of your apple watch and it makes it the display of this uh of this mac and it it's it's uh i don't know it That's looks cool, cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of stuff to add, and I saw this. And I was like, oh, why not? You know that that'd be pretty neat. So it's you know it's the classic beige and has the um, you know floppy drive on the front. Yeah, um, I have a desk bell on here, uh, one of those like service bells that you have. You know, you walk uh, up and you yeah. go, ding. I uh, thought that might come in handy, perhaps for this show. We'll uh. see, listeners. You'll be able to tell if I get it after Christmas. Suddenly, there's a bell in the podcast. Uh, I have a book called. Uh, Godel Escher Bach, an eternal golden braid. Ooh. Um, actually, I think that's Girdle. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Anyways. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's Douglas Hofstetter. It's about, uh, about mathematics, philosophy of mathematics, history of mathematics, and some, some common themes that uh, show up in, in these people's work. Um, Girdle, Escher, and Bach. Um, look like a, a fun read. I've got smart wool hiking socks. Oh, yes. I always love those. Oh, man. I do, too. You can't have too many. No, you can't. Um, and, and then I have a number of other items, including I have a, an expansion for Eldritch Horror, the board game. Ah, uh, uh, good game. Yes, very good game. Um, but here, here are two items that I think are worth noting. So I, I ran into kind of a... Um, well, I had, I had to make a decision. So... And I ended up making the decision or, or I guess like swabbing, solving my quandary by putting two items on here. So like, you know, as we discussed, sometimes people, some people don't like gift cards. Right. And they don't like giving people memberships, things of that sort, because it's, I don't know, it, it feels less concrete. Um, you know, you're giving somebody a service rather than some item. And I like audiobooks. You know, sometimes uh, I have to travel a lot and you know, audiobooks are, are really nice. And so I, I asked for an Audible membership. Um, nice. And, you know, then I thought to myself, someone might not feel comfortable getting me this because it's a service, even though you right. do get a free book per month, right? Yeah. Because I think the membership, you get a discount and then you get a free credit each month to get an audiobook of your choice. Right, right. Um, so then I thought, well, I should put a specific book on there as well. And so I put this book, Children of Time, on there. But the book is, I think, like twice the cost of a month of the membership. And the month of the membership comes with a free book. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, so I just put on there. So, so I found myself like annotating and giving instructions on my list. I hate so, having to do that. <laughs> but I'm like, I've done it. Yes. So I'm, I'm like, if you buy me this, that's great. But it costs twice as much as just getting me the membership, which comes with a free yeah. book. And yeah. you, know, you can just tell me to use, use that to get children of time. Yeah. Um, it's up to you, right? Uh, and so it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit awkward. Again, another awkward part about lists is if yeah. you're at all pick, particular, then sometimes you end up having to annotate them. Uh, I do also have iTunes gift cards on here. Mm. Um, because why not? They're great. Yeah. Why not? You can't go wrong with them. Um, now, when you publish your list, do you put things in any kind of particular order? Do you try and game the system to get what you want? I have in the past sorted them by priority or things I want most at the top. But um, this time I just, it's such a small list anyway. I just 
put them in in the order that they came to mind. But you do sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Or you have in the past. Now, do you feel bad if you don't get something on your list? I mean, there are ever items where you you know where you felt disappointed at the end of Christmas. Uh, not normally. I'm I'm usually pretty happy if I get anything from the list. I guess I'm sometimes I'm disappointed if I don't get anything from my list because uh, there's usually at least one of those things that I was hoping for, but um, I don't let it bother me too much. Um, have you ever been in a situation where, you're, where your wife puts practical things on her list and you don't? No, she usually doesn't give me a list. Um, I'll, either I'll, I'll just ask her like what she wants, and if she doesn't tell me or she can't think of something, then I'll just think of something on my own. So um, she she gives lists to other people, but I don't usually get one from her. So uh, that never happens for us. How about you? Well, I'm not going to speak for myself and my wife, but I have heard of this where one spouse puts things like video games on their list and the other one puts things like light bulbs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that and it causes it can cause friction. (laughs) Yeah. I think at this point in my life, if there's something practical that we need, we'll just buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put it right, on a right. Christmas list. <laughs> um, I find it. I find it funny though, because um, it's there's yeah there's an interesting conversation to be had there about spousal obligations and yes. you know what is appropriate to ask for for Christmas yes. and what's not and yes, um, yeah. you have to have similar expectations as far as the list goes. Yes, you do. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, so this is interesting. So Christmas lists. I don't think I've ever talked this much about Christmas lists before, and no, I don't know that is, I have much more else to say. I I don't. This has been quite a thorough discussion on Christmas lists, I feel. Okay, well, we've been recording for a while. Uh, yes. We should probably wrap things up. So Aaron, how can people contact us? Well, there's a few different ways. People can ask us questions in general if they go to my website, creativeandbeyond.com, and they use the contact page there. We also have Twitter accounts. For you, Gordon, it's at W underscore Burroughs. That's spelled B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S. And for the podcast, it's at A-Y-W-S podcast. If they want to know more about you, they can use the hashtag explore the Burroughs. And for me, it's the hashtag poke the lamb bear. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash A-Y-W-S podcast. And we would love it if you guys could leave a review for us on iTunes. We look forward to hearing from you because, well, we need friends. Well, all right. So I guess that's that's all. (laughs) That's that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Um, Okay, well, (laughs) sorry, I can't. Um, Well, it's been great talking with you, Gordon. It's always a pleasure, Aaron. And uh, until next we meet, enjoy all your holiday Christmas seasonal traditions. You too. So long.